everybody, and welcome to the Links Among Links podcast. I'm your host, Lucas Seoffert, joined as always by my co-host, Tay. Tay, how are you doing this morning? I'm good, Lucas. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. So another week in Lynx basketball has, has passed us um, since we last recorded. Uh, the Lynx have played uh, games against the Indiana Fever, Los Angeles Sparks, and the Washington Mystics. Um, wins over the Fever and the Mystics, uh, loss to the Sparks. Um, and we'll, we'll hit on those games in a little bit here and also preview uh, tonight's matchup against the Las Vegas Aces. But before we do that, um, some, some big news in, in the Lynx world, um, and that's uh, 2019 All-Star uh, starting point guard last year for the Lynx, Odyssey Sims, has made her return. Uh, she cleared, made the trip down to Bradenton, cleared quarantine, uh, served a two-game suspension um, relating back to a DWI um, last fall. Um, but she will be uh, playing tonight against the, the Aces. Uh, we're recording this in, in the morning, so no word yet on if she's going to be starting, how many minutes she's going to be playing, um, that kind of stuff. She was uh, spoke uh, with the media uh, would be yesterday, so Wednesday. Um, so we'll touch on that here in a little bit. But uh, Tay, I want to get your uh, get your thoughts. What what do you think we can expect from Odyssey Sims? What's her role going to be? What's her impact going to be? That kind of stuff. Um, I mean, to be honest, I think I'm kind of expecting a, a little bit of a slow start, just because um, we saw the slow start from people that have been in training camp, um, as far as getting their legs back, getting their wind back. Um, and then, you know, coming up a pregnancy as well. I mean, your body is, is different. So I'm not expecting too much. Um, I am expecting her to still be an offensive threat, though. I mean, she's Odyssey Sims. I mean, she's she's going to blow us away regardless. But I think it, if, if she plays tonight, or when she does play tonight, rather, um, we'll see her kind of just getting her steps in and, and, and getting that pace and getting some runs up and down the court. Um, and I'm also going to see where her leadership fits in as well we've um you know Krista Dangerfield has been doing a great job as a point guard um so seeing where they fit together I think would be interesting to see them both on the floor at the same time um but yeah not, I'm not anticipating too much I'm excited that she's back but I'm really interested just to see uh as far as like her athletic ability and where she is and trying to gauge it from there yeah I'm, I have uh, no idea if she's going to start or not um you know Crystal's been Crystal Dangerfield. She's been one of the the strongest Lynx performers to this uh, to this point, um, and I I think the Lynx kind of view her as a as a maybe cornerstone is a little bit of a of a strong word, but she's going to be part of the franchise for years to come. So um, I would I guess I would suspect Sims to probably get like fifteen ish minutes tonight, and I don't think those minutes are going to come at the expense of Crystal. Even if Odyssey does start and Crystal comes off the bench, I think. Uh, you would look more at like um, Rachel Bannum's minutes potentially going down, um, maybe like a Bridget Carlton, her minutes going down a little bit too. Um, but yeah, she yesterday in yesterday's media session, um, Odyssey talked a lot about how um, she worked really hard to get back into shape. Um, it sounded like uh, her she was kind of leaning towards not returning to play right away after the the birth of her son um, but then once she got back on the court and started working her way back into shape she started to realize um, hey maybe maybe I can come back to play um, and it sounded like she she even had a quote um, she said something like I was leaning towards not returning but my basketball intuition wouldn't let me um, so I, I even asked her, like, hey, you know, when you were working, getting back 
you know, ready to play? Was it simply just trying to get back into shape or were you working on some things um, as well, you know, adding tools to your arsenal on, on both offense and defense? And she was kind of coy in her answer. She, she smirked and she basically said, just watch and, and you'll see. She's been working on things, but she, she wouldn't uh, say exactly what she's been working on. Um, but I think one of the things you can, you can maybe assume she was working on was her three-point shot. Um, she hasn't exactly been an um, outside threat uh, from deep in her career. I think uh, she shot over 30% like once in her career from beyond the arc. But uh, if she can come in and develop, you know, even shoot at that about that 30% or 33%. I mean, we've talked about this in the past. Any, any kind of outside shooting that this Lynx team can get, uh, the more the better. Um, but even if she doesn't, her ability to, you know, drive, get in the lane, be that offensive threat that you mentioned should free up some some open shots for, um, you know, Demiris Dantes, Nafisa Collier, uh, Crystal Dangerfield, all those players around her. So um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see kind of how she fits, you know, how the links handle working her back up to game uh, shape um, stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's um, like I said, the, her her ability to get in the paint, um, and even if it is a kick out to Carlton on the wing or if he's on the on the on the on the wing, um, or to get into the free throw line. I mean, that's the easiest shot that we could make, um, other than the layup. So um, again, just to see where her legs are and, and what she's capable of doing, and it, it's going to be exciting either way. Yeah, at the end of the day, when you, whenever you add an all-star, um, it, it can almost never be a negative for your team. So maybe some bumps in the road, um, but I, I think in the long run uh, for the season, it's, it's, you know, whenever you can add a weapon, whenever you can add an all-star, it's good for your team. So let's look back on last uh, this last week a little bit. So since we last podcasted, like I said, uh, the Lynx have uh, an 87-80 win over the Fever, a 68-48 win over the Mystics, and then a 97-81 loss over the Sparks. And it, it should be noted that Sylvia Fowles did not play in that game against the Sparks, um, which has probably contributed to the loss. But um, I guess, Tay, for you, what were some of the some of the takeaways from the wins? What do you think we learned from the team? I mean, I mean, I mean, we got to talk about the Fever game. I mean, Lexi Brown with 26 points. That was exciting to see. We've been kind of, I, I will say, have been waiting for that moment for a while. Um, and she was just one assist short from having a double-double. Um, she was kind of all over the floor defensively, offensively. Um, you know, Nafisa looked like, again, her legs were coming back together. I think she had like 16 points or something like that. I was kind of interested as to why Fouls was in that game versus the, the Sparks game. Um, but that Indiana game was very close. I mean, it was, I think, 87-80, very close. Um, and we saw Kelsey Mitchell. We saw Tiffany Mitchell. And we saw everything that we knew that they were going to do. Um, that was a big game. Dangerfield, you know, 11 points. She came in, did what she does best. Um, but it was a really big game for Lexi Brown. And I think um, her name is starting to travel now and um, exciting some people. Um we knew the Sparks was going to be a tough matchup. We, I mean, Candace Parker is probably playing some of the best basketball of, of her career, in my opinion. Um, so that was that was that was also an exciting game. And I think you know, at some point, the Lynx were down by twenty and got it to ten within two minutes. And you know, the Sparks kind of just carried carried throughout. And um, you know, the Washington game, I without Ariel Powers, I didn't see that kind of being super close. Um, she's probably one of their biggest offensive threats. Um, behind, you know, next to Heinz Allen and Ariel Atkins. Um, but with her being out, um, definitely allowed the, the links to 
to create space and, and do what they do best. And Bantam had big shots in that game. Um, Carlton had really good defense. I saw you tweet something like she's just amazing in plus minus categories, no matter what she's doing. Um, so it was it was a good it was a good run of a week in games for the for the Lynx. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I, you know, the Mystics aren't obviously as as dominant or as good as they were last year, um, missing a, a bunch of key players. And like you said, with with Ariel Powers out, it, it just not the same. It was a it was a very weird game because they won by twenty, but yet they only scored four points in the third quarter. But they only gave up like six points in the fourth quarter. It was just a thing where it's you don't usually see that. Um, you know, we've talked ad nauseum about how good the links are on defense, but that really showed against that, in that game against the Mystics. Um, you know, I, I, going back to what you had mentioned before about Sylvia Fowles, um, she didn't play in the game against the Liberty, which was the, the game before the game against the Fever. So my guess is that um, they wanted to play her against the Fever just so she didn't have, you know, a very long extended time off. And then she obviously didn't play against the Sparks, which, and then she did play against the Mystics. So then it leads you to wonder, is she going to play tonight against the Aces? Um, Her, she is listed as probable on the um, injury report, but I believe she was listed as probable on the injury report before the game against the Sparks as well. So um, it's kind of a toss up. She did mention um, in, I think it was after the game against the Mystics, um, that they're kind of handling her calf issue as, as kind of part injury management, part load management. Um, it, it doesn't sound like that, that that calf is, is something to be concerned about moving forward. It sounds like basically it's sore and they test it out before the game. And if she's feeling great, then they say, yeah, go ahead and play it. If there's even an inkling that it's just not a hundred percent or it just feels weird, then they're just going to hold her out. Um, but the game against the aces, I mean, it's huge. It's, it's uh, tonight, 8 PM uh, on ESPN national televised game. Uh, we had kind of talked before we started recording here about how this is one of those games where um you're really going to learn about a lot about your team tonight. You know, the Lynx are six and two. They've kind of surprised people to start. Uh, but if you look at the quality of their opponents, they've really only played two teams that are in the considered to be in the upper echelon of teams in the WNBA in the Seattle storm and the Los Angeles sparks. And both games were convincing losses. Um, the aces are, are up there as well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how the team comes out tonight. You know, we know they start off slow and they, tend to get better as the games goes on, but against a team that as high quality as the aces, you can't necessarily do that and expect to win. Yeah, it, I think it's, so it's, again, I, I'm not anxious. I'm just nervous and I'm not even playing, but this is, and I don't even know why this game is so important to me. I think, I think maybe because our records are, are the same at, you know, six and two and, I know that, you know, AJ Wilson and Nafisa Collar have this great friendship and, you know, they, they're on there. I listen to their podcast and I, I see their, their relationship growing. Um, it's going to be a tough, tough matchup. I mean, Vegas, are they've won five in a row. I mean, we have two, but, you know, they've won five in a row and they're getting their momentum up. And AJ Wilson, again, is playing some of the best basketball that I've seen. She's in conversation for MVP this year. Um, and Angel McCautry is being Angel McCautry. And um, she's able to, I mean, she was like eight for eight one night until she missed in the fourth quarter. Um, so I think that it's going to come down maybe to the battle of the benches. I'm interested to see what players come off the bench for us. Um, who's that sixth, seventh, eighth woman coming off and what they can do to bring a spark. And um, I think energy is going to be, it's going to be a big part of that game. 
Um, Vegas has a lot of offensive threats. And again, like I said, AJ Wilson and uh, Kayla McBride can heat up and AJ McCautry is, is playing some of the best basketball again. Um, and with fouls being probable, that also makes me nervous because that's a huge piece of the offense. Um, and with, with rebounding, I mean, getting those offensive boards and being able to get a little bit more time in the shot clock to regather ourselves, it's – it's I, I'm nervous. That's what I'm going to say. I'm nervous. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's going to be kind of a battle of um, two unmovable objects. Uh, I'm looking at the advanced stats on the, the WNBA's website. Um, and right now the Lynx are second in the league – second in the league in defensive rating at uh, 94.6, whereas the Aces are third at 96.0. Um, but then if you look at their offensive ratings, uh, the Aces are second in the league at 104.6, whereas the Lynx are seventh at 100.3. And now that's that's improved over their last couple of games, their last couple of performances where the three-point shooting has kind of improved. Um, but yeah, it, it's really going to come down to can the Lynx keep up, you know, I mean, this is, basketball in a nutshell but can the links keep up with the scoring of the aces um you know like i said the the three-point shooting has come around to a little uh, you know a little bit of an extent um they're still getting to the free throw line a ton they're still making a ton of free throws they're still getting a ton of offensive rebounds um but i i feel like a like a record re- repeating myself we've said this in previous podcasts it all comes down to can they make threes if they can make threes they're going to be tough to beat no matter who they're playing in the league. If they can't make their threes, you know, they're, they're going to be beatable just because their, their scoring output just might not be able to keep pace. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm, I'm anticipating another big game for Lexi, um, another big game for, for, for Dangerfield as well. And um, I'm interested to see if, you know, Asia Wilson and Nafisha Collier have, are, if they're matched up tonight, um, I think that'll be an interesting battle. And again, you know, I'm gonna call it out my my secret weapon. I'm hoping that Carlton still will get some some good PT tonight. And um, even if she is coming off the bench and 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 still holding that spark that she has defensively and offensively, um, and keeping that energy because that is what we're gonna need tonight. It's gonna be a lot of energy. It's gonna be a pace that I can see it being back and forth, um, which I could then see kind of leaving players winded and point guards kind of wanting to slow down the pace and, and figure it out. It's, it's going to be a very, very close game. Very close. Absolutely. And, and the Aces, you know, they have the star power up top with Wilson and McCautry, but they also have good depth. Um, <clears throat> looking at their roster, they have uh, uh, Derek Hamby, who's shooting 54.5% from three. Uh, Kayla McBride is shooting 36% from three. Um, both of those essentially, uh, both of those players essentially scoring in double figures. Jackie Young is giving them 9.3 points per game. Danielle Robinson is giving them 7.8 points per game. So not only are they um, really top, you know, at the top, they're very strong, but their depth is is, is pretty elite as well. And I think that's been one of the strong points for the Lynx as well this year. You know, they have the Sylvia Fowles who's playing like an MVP uh, and the Fuchsia Collier, even though she's started off slow compared to what we maybe expected from her, she's still, you know, one of the top players in the league rookie of the year last year. Um, I don't recall if they're having all-star teams this year or not, um, but I think she'd still be in the running for uh, to be an all-star type player. She's averaging nearly a double-double and is racking up a ton of assists. Um, But then they've always, they've, always had players step up when they need them the most. Um, Lexi Brown, uh, Crystal Dangerfield, um, 
Bridget Carlton, just to name a few. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of who's that person to step up tonight. Is it Odyssey Sims in her first game back? Is it, um, you know, someone else that just comes out of nowhere uh, to provide a, a good uh, spark off the bench for the team? I think, I think that's kind of what these types of games come down to is, you know, who executes the best uh, on the offensive end of the court because both teams are just so strong defensively. And then who has a player step up that maybe isn't, you know, expected to step up uh, or have a big night or, you know, who has a big night when um, they need it the most. I mean, that's what separates the top teams in the league. Um, so it'll, it'll be a fun one tonight uh, to watch, uh, to say the least. Yeah, and I'm also interested too, now that we're, we're kind of talking about the three ball, I think what makes us – uh, different than most teams is that our, our bigs can can hit those shots. So um, matching up against Adrian Wilson and Carolyn Swords, you know, if we get Carolyn Swords out on the perimeter um, and get that lane open, um, I think that'll be an interesting tactic to go because, you know, we've seen Dantes hit those shots. Um, Fee's going to get it rolling. Um, but I think that this might be an opportunity to kind of experiment with that just to draw the defense out of the lane a little bit. Absolutely. And Fee has even made comments, in the, and so has uh, Coach Reeve, about her. She needs to be more willing to shoot those threes. Um, it seems like, you know, in the last couple of games, we have seen her fire off a few more threes. Um, but at the beginning of the year, it seemed like she was really, she was either driving to get to the free throw line, or she was doing like, kind of like a pull-up jumper from you know, seven to eight feet from the rim, and, and those just weren't falling for her. Um, so even if she can be a threat or at least pose the threat of, Hey, if I'm open on the, on the wing, I'm going to shoot this three pointer. I, it's just going to make things so much easier for everyone else. Um, and yeah, her, I think she's shooting like 25% from three. That's just unsustainably low for her. Um, you know, I don't think she's going to be like a 37, 38% uh, outside shooter, but if she can get a, you know, it, it all comes back. If she can get to 30%, 33%, 35%, it just makes everything mu offensively flow much more easy for the links. And um, again, you know, the top teams in the league, they're going to have, they have to do those kinds of things. If you want to compete with the aces or the storm or, you know, whoever, um, so yeah, like like we said before, this is this is going to be kind of I think the first true litmus test of the season. Um, you know, the game against the Sparks could have been, but they didn't have fouls. The game against the Storm was way too early in the season to to have any conclusions. I think this is going to be the first you know real test where we can come away from uh, the game, and if something doesn't go well, maybe they expect the Lynx to to start making some changes, whether it's with rotations or game plan or you know whatever. No, I totally agree. This is this is the game that will tell us a lot more than what we think we know. So kind of backtracking a little bit, um, any other takeaways or any other things you want to talk about from the, the previous games against the Mystics, the Sparks, or the Fever? Uh, I mean, I'm going to go back to that 26-point game. I just I feel like now that, you know, with Lexi, and, and again with Fia, we were talking about her being more comfortable shooting at three ball. It's all about confidence, just having the confidence to put it up and shoot. Um, and we saw Lexi, uh, you know, against the fever, getting to the basket, hitting a three ball. I mean, she had a couple that were kind of like strolling around the rim just with the rotation, but they were, they were falling finally. And we've been waiting on this and defensively. I mean, she had one night where she was just all over the place and steals. Um, so it's exciting to see that it is there. Um, how can we get that a little bit more consistent? I'm interested in, um, but, but it is there. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was probably, like, the one that just blew me away the most was I was – I've been waiting for that moment, and it finally – it finally was there. It was finally there. 
Yeah, yeah, no, and to kind of back up with what you're saying, you know, it seems like when when Brown is when things are clicking, they're clicking both offensively and defensively at the same time, and when things aren't clicking, they aren't clicking on both sides of the ball at the same time. You know, you'll see her go out and grab 20 points and seven steals in one game, and then the next game she'll have single digits in points, and um, you know, not do a whole lot defensively. Um, and she did make a comment after one of the games, I forget exactly which one it was, where she said her, her offense feeds off her defense, where if she's clicking on defense, her offense comes along much more easy for her. Um, and yeah, like you said, we, you know, if, if she can provide that kind of impact consistently, um, she's just going to be an, an absolute threat uh, for the Lynx and, and the type of player that teams are going to have to game plan around. Um, it's not, you know, going to be, hey, if she gets hot, she can be tough. It will be, hey, she is tough, and we need to make sure our defense is aware of that. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, anytime you can get that kind of impact from, you know, a player who isn't necessarily, you know, when, when Cheryl Reeve refers to, uh, she in many press game, uh, post-game press conferences or even pre-game pro- uh, press conferences, she's referred to a big three, um, and she often refers to Sylvia Fowles, um, Demiris Dantas and Nafisa Collier. Um, she doesn't necessarily include Lexi Brown in that big three discussion. Um, now, I don't think, you know, and I think that's not a knock on Brown. I think Reeve is, is a huge fan of Brown. But if, if you can have, you know, one of those big three being Demiris Dantas or Lexi Brown or Crystal Dangerfield, you know, her, I, her point is basically you got to have three players clicking on all cylinders at any given night in order to win in the WNBA. Um, and if Lexi Brown can be that third player consistently, it's going to be huge for the Lynx because that means they have two, you know, a beast in the paint in, in Sylvia Fowles, a, a do it all threat in the Fuchsia Collier and an outside threat in Lexi Brown. And if you're clicking on all those three areas offensively, like we said, you're going to be a tough out. Um, and it, it really comes down to if the Lynx can find that outside consistent threat. And I think Lexi Brown has, the biggest chance to be that consistent outside threat on the team. It's just going to be huge for the, for the team. Yeah. Once everything starts clicking and again, that confidence is built and um, again, shooters are going to shoot. And I know that it's sometimes discouraging when we, we are often putting up the shots and they're not going in or, um, you know, she had a couple that barely grazed the rim um, last game. So just, you know, finding that motivation to, to keep doing what she does best because once she gets there, um, she's unstoppable. And again, we saw that against Indiana. And I think that this would also be a really good game against Vegas to um, see what she can do at the two spot. I mean, you know, with Lindsay Allen and Kayla McBride, Kayla McBride is a great offensive threat. I haven't seen a lot of defensive threats from her. Um, so this would be a good opportunity to kind of take it to her and get her in some early foul trouble. And, you know, she'll have to sit out the game for a little bit, um, which takes away a deep three ball from, from Vegas. Um, yeah, just – that confidence, it's, it's going to happen. I think that she will see a little bit of it tonight. I think it's going to, I think the fire is going to be there for sure. Absolutely. Um, honorable mention, I think, uh, should come out for Crystal Dangerfield. Um, obviously, the game against the Sparks didn't go the way that uh, the Lynx wanted it to, but uh, Crystal still was able to put up 29 points. Uh, also four assists. She was a three of seven from three that night. Um, Coach Reeve mentioned after the game, like, hey, she's she's small in size, but her heart is huge. Um, and really, you know, there was a time, you know, I think it was a, 
at the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, where I was like, hey, maybe the Lynx are, are going to be able to come back and hold their own in this one. And then uh, the Sparks outscored them by 11 in the, in the fourth quarter. But the, the driving force behind that comeback was Crystal Dangerfield. And again, to have a, to have a rookie step up in that situation against that quality of a team has is, is got to be encouraging for, for Coach Reeve and the Lynx. Yeah, it's promising to see because she never stops playing. She never stops playing. And, and even when they're down and, um, you know, kind of losing energy, she still remains that spark. And um, I, I didn't see 29 points her rookie, her rookie season at all. I, did, I would have never seen that. So that it's, it's encouraging and um, it's good to have someone on your squad that you know will, every night will go out and give it their all. Um, and the, she's the smallest person on the court. Um, but, you know, she's the biggest when she plays. So it's been nice to see. Absolutely. And I, and I think uh, another somewhat, uh, you know, shout out that we need to give, I'm, I'm pulling up her stats now because I want to get it exactly right, um, is uh, Kiki Herbert Harrigan. Um, you know, I had asked Coach Reeve after the last game, like, hey, if you look at her at her stats, you know, on any given night, they're not necessarily going to blow you out of the water or anything like that. Uh, but then if you look at uh, the Lynx's plus minus leaders on the season, you have Sylvia Fowles at plus 40, Nafisha Collier at plus 39, and then Kiki Herbert Harrigan at plus 28. So, and then Crystal Dangerfield at plus 26. So the Lynx's four of the Lynx's top five player or two of the Lynx's top five players and plus minus are rookies. Uh, and one rookie who particularly, you know, she's, shooting 50% from three Kiki is, but um, I don't think she's made a layup. She hasn't done anything, you know, uh, really that stands out offensively besides the, the three-point shooting, but her defense has been amazing. Um, and, and Coach Reeve basically answered my question after last game by saying, you know, hey, I told Kiki I don't care if how much she scores. Like, the, the scoring's going to come. Um, but she's she really praised how much growth she's made in her first couple of weeks in the WNBA about how she's really, you know, happy with what she provides defensively. Uh, she's even pretty happy with what she's been providing offensively. You know, if she, if she has an open three, she's going to take it. And 50% of the time, she's knocking it down. Obviously that's, that's unsustainably good. And it's at a low sample size, but I mean, again, I, I'm a broken record. If she can be a 35% three-point shooter and provide top-notch defense she's going to have a very long career in the WNBA and I think she'll live up to the to the the billing she had as the sixth overall pick yeah I, I agree again I I think she has the characteristics of a Dewana Bonner and we've seen Dewana Bonner just kind of do it all being able to handle handle the ball being able to get in the paint be able to shoot the outside ball and be consistent with it um you know the last game Kiki had like two threes that one was at the buzzer, I believe. It was kind of like last mm -hmm. second, um, which was nice to see because you she was smiling. You got to see it like she was having fun and she was enjoying herself. And again, it's another rookie that's coming out. And although she's not producing a lot, she's doing everything that we need her to do in the times that we need her to do it. And she's annoying on defense, which is pesting her, the opponents. And um, once she finds her footing and gets comfortable going into paint, I can imagine how scary that is as a as a rookie with her size too, going up against like Asia Wilson and Carolyn Swords or Candace Parker and Nick Agumake. Like it, it's a lot of muscle in there. Um, but if she can draw the defense out with with her on the wing and again knock that three ball down, she's going to be a bigger threat than we thought she was. Absolutely, and she's she's still very raw. I think if if you're gonna criticize anything about her game offensively, is you'd maybe like to see her a little more aggressive. It, it seems like she's kind of uh, passive out there sometimes, just 
like waiting for the offense to um, provide an opportunity for her rather than making an opportunity for herself. But at the, at the same time, she's a rookie. She's still feeling it out. Um, I think everybody kind of figured she was going to be a bit of a project, but she had a really high ceiling. Um, so she's just trying to find her role. Um, and I think what she's provide, provided so far um, is probably more than what the Lynx expected at this point. It sounded like at the beginning of the year that they really weren't expecting her to play a whole lot. Uh, she didn't play in the first game, and I think she had just very minimal minutes in the second game. But her playing time and her role has, has increased with every single game. Um, and I think that's exactly what you want to see from a rookie is, you know, embrace your role, try and get better every single day. It sounds like she's an incredibly hard worker. It sounds like the Lynx are very, very happy with what she's doing on and off the court. Uh, in terms of, you know, game and practice. So, um, yeah, it, it's hard to to look at the season and say, you know, the Lynx blew the draft. I, I think both of the players that they've got have, have come out and you can say, like, you know, these, these two and uh, Kiki and Crystal, they're going to have long careers in the league, uh, and they were very good pickups for the Lynx this offseason. Absolutely. I mean, I think I made a comment on Twitter and someone tweeted back at me like, no, the Lynx definitely got hit the bank with 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 the, with the two picks. And, and it is true. I mean, we've seen what Dangerfield can do. We're starting to see what Kiki can do. Um, and I don't know if there are two other rookies on the same team that are contributing the way that they are. It, it, yeah, exactly. It, especially since Dangerfield was a, a second round pick, you know. She had the talent to be a first-round pick. A lot of people thought she should have been a first-round pick. Ultimately, ultimately, she was drafted in the second round. And when you look at uh, the WNBA, you know, it, it's kind of a lot, a lot like the like the NBA, where you expect the first round picks to to be productive. Second round picks, hey, if you can find a diamond in the rough, awesome. And then in the in the WNBA with the third round picks, it's basically if if you get anything, any player that resembles a role player, hey, it's it's a win. But the Lynx got, I think you could argue, two starters in the in the league, um, uh, especially years two, three, four down the line. So um, yeah. It's 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 been a surprising but very very encouraging start to the link season, um, and we're just hoping that they can continue. And like we said, tonight's the first first big roadblock in the in the aces. Um, any last second thoughts or things you want to discuss before we call it a day? I'm just I'm just I'm nervous. That's all. That's <laughs> I mean, I think it's more I think it's more excitement than nerves. But it's still just like again, this is this is a big game, and this is going to show us. Um, either what we didn't know or what we thought we knew. And um, it's, it's going to be, I can imagine how intense it's going to be. Absolutely. Well, as always uh, check in next week when we bring you uh, a recap of this next seven days actions and then preview uh, the seven days after that. Um, but yeah, for, for myself and for Tay, this has been the links among links podcast and thanks for listening. See you guys.